Here we are. Welcome to episode 35 of Don't Give Up Your Day Job. And what's your name? My name is Bobby. And um, so is mine. Is it? Yeah, what a coincidence. Oh my God. What, what is it about a name, Danny? I know actually your name is Danny, but thanks for stealing my name. Because <laughs> um, my, my wife's pregnant and yes. we've been looking for names for, for, for children. Which, baby you, names. which you just announced now on the podcast. You haven't mentioned that before. I haven't, didn't mention the name. Oh, you mean that she's pregnant? Yeah. Oh, right, yes. No, she's officially, as of yesterday, in her third trimester. What are you going to so, say, as of yesterday, she's pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> a little early to announce. Yeah, no, yeah. that would be a little early. No, and so we're, we're looking through, you know, band name, um, <laughs> band names to get uh, You're not going to call your kid Op Shop? No, we're going to call her The Beatles. <laughs> or him. We don't really know yet. Right. But um, we don't really know, you know, there's so many different choices. But one of the things we do when we tell people that... You know, we're having a baby. They yeah. always go, "Have you chosen the name yet?" And then they'll go, um, "What about blah 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 blah?" Really? They suggest names. Yeah, they suggest names, and, and we're we're sick of it. We're at the point where we're <laughs> I just bet. fuck off already. Yeah. Or we don't want to tell people that. You know, but we wondered whether that was just a natural reaction that people have, like they they want to suggest names, but they don't really mean. You know. Yeah. They just feel like they have to say something because they is don't know what to is say. Is there a trend going here that the people that is it everyone that asks? That says that, or is it just the people who already have kids, or the people that don't no, have kids? I've noticed. Oh, hmm. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't looked into it that much because I don't have kids, and so when people say they're pregnant to me, yeah, uh, you don't I, do I, don't, I don't. I don't. Yeah, kind of. It's because you're cold hearted, <laughs> and, and I don't know what to say. Like, what am I? Like, what do you say? Yeah. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> good for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm sure it'll be the other way around when I'm in that position. I but. wonder also whether it's a bit of a frustration for us because there are so many choices out there, and but we don't want to be. We don't want to be too traditional, but we also don't want to be too, um, you know, there's that natural... To go to go weird. To, to go, go weird, yeah. right? I was actually going to ask you that. Yeah. Where the, which way are you going? Are you kind of trying to shoot down the middle? I don't know what the middle would be. No. Um, so, it, we, you know, we, I think we've gone the, the spectrum, though, of, well, we've gone from traditional to weird, yeah. if you, whatever, whatever that means. But, um, yeah, it's a difficult one. But the frustration is probably from our part. Like, it's just so hard to choose a name. Mm. But... Um, but then you know it's hard to choose band names when you when you're joining a band or whatever you're joining a new group and you kind of come up with a name right. trying to come up with a name. I think I think it might be harder to find a band name. Really? Because you have to find a name that no one else is using. Right. And, and yeah, you true, also true. and you want to find a name that hopefully the website's free. You know, like <laughs> yeah, like who gives a shit if your baby's names you know dot yeah. com is taken. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. True that. Um, and also, you know, you start having conversations about branding and marketing and is the name memorable enough or is it, you know, or whatever your agenda is. Yeah. For but after a while, doesn't the name just becomes a name? Well, that's the funny thing that we've probably all been in those conversations where someone said, what about Pearl Jam? That name's stupid, but now we associate it with the band. Which yeah, is, that's right. It which becomes, is true. Yeah. Yeah. So, and But that happens with people's names as well, right? I mean, yeah, I think so. And there are a lot of Dannys in the world and there are a lot of Bobbies mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah. But... We're still unique individuals, we'd like to think. Yeah, um, I, I often wonder how your name affects your life. You know, like yeah. if, if I had been named something different, would my life have worked out differently? Does it have some sort of subtle effect on the way people receive you or perceive you or whatever? Yeah, I well, my name's Bobby Kennedy, right? So there are a lot right. of people who associate me with them. Um, well, listen, this, this, these days, because it's not as... Um, 
I guess that as we move on the years, the, the famous Kennedy political family is not yeah. so, and certainly not Bobby Kennedy is not not so well known by a younger generation. Right. But I did have a lot of people growing up going, "Oh, you're related to the to the Kennedys." Yeah. But even if and, there's no association to a name, like some names just feel more, let's say, conservative or old fashioned, where some names feel more snappy and more punchy. And I've always wondered. I've thought about this for years, actually. Whether whether that affects just the way people take you, right? Maybe yeah. maybe if only on a first impression basis. Yeah. Um, but I I was thinking about that at school because there were people that that I felt their names let them down a little bit. <laughs> really? Like, as in they were... like maybe the name itself was a bit nerdy, and so people just sort of started at that place with them, yeah. and they, they were always sort of in debt. And they had to earn back the "I'm not a nerdy guy" right. thing before yeah. they got sort of a fair. So then, would it, you know, what if, if it's just a safe name like a Mark or a Mike or yeah, or, and and then you run the risk of being forgettable, <laughs> right? So, so, yeah. so it is important then, isn't it? What you call your name, what you're, you're known I, by I, to the I world. I guess so. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like I'll just make the decision based on what I like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but then I think people hear enough, hear it enough. They just get used to it, and they go, "Okay, well, that's that's what yeah. it is." Like band names. Oh, you, you said Pearl Jam, but I remember hearing the the name Radiohead for the first time. We may have even talked about this on this podcast. May have. And just going, um, "What the? What does that mean? It doesn't right. mean anything. It's just two words thrown together." I clearly remember first hearing the name The Feelers. Right. And just like I think I it, I was in a store in a record store, and it was a uh, bumper sticker on the counter with The Feelers written on it, yeah. and I said, "What's The Feelers?" And um, he goes, oh, it's this band. They're going to be massive. <laughs> and I, oh, okay. I just thought, what a dumb name for a band. <laughs> and I like, sorry, guys. I we know a couple of them. You know, yeah. I, I still think it's a dumb name for a band. <laughs> but it, but everyone remembers it, so I guess it's a great name for a band. Yeah, uh, one uh, of my uh, favorite uh, bands is called The Police. That's not very cool. True. Do you know how they came up with the name? Not not exactly. I felt like they just chose it because it was really memorable. But right. Do you know like something else? No, I don't. No, oh, no. Right. But but I'm thinking, you know, with, in terms of the feelers, you know, when people there's, that's associated with the saying, put the feelers out there, or oh, is that where or, they got it? From? No, I don't know. Oh, I, don't, right. I, I don't know. But you know, you can. I mean, I was in a band called GST um, <laughs> yeah. before it became Op Shop, which is yeah. another kind of strange name. You you might. But, yeah. Um, How did you end up with the name GST? Well, it, it's sort of something that was around before I came on the scene. Oh, but it was a couple of guys trying to get a, a thing together, and they did a couple of. Um, gigs around yeah and it was i think the intention was that yeah because it was memorable right you know, people will people know the term or they use the the acronym gst all the time yeah but for us it was meant to stand for gold ship goldfish shopping trolley but then right. whoever's who's ever going to get to know that and do you have to explain that every time yeah um, and, and then when op shop became known it was if, if i remember correctly it's about the same time that golden horse became known is that right Ish. I think Golden Horse may have had an album out before us, yeah. Yeah, but close. Yeah, around there. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so now all the bands are naming themselves after stores. Because Golden Horse was the name of a Chinese takeout in um, Green Lane. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then Op Shop yeah. comes along, like, okay, well, I guess we'll call ourselves The Warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now you know, there you go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then I, with our guests tonight, there was, I had that same sort of moment when I, when I heard the name of the band. I was like, what the hell? Yeah, is a you know where did that come from and why did they think of it as a name? But right. it, it turns out that it's a, a wrestler or or something. They, yeah, is it a wrestler or I thought it was a sumo wrestler, but I think it's a wrestler, isn't it? Yeah, World Federation, something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. but 
and it's quite a cool cool name, you know. Well, so. the first thing that crossed my mind is what that's kind of ballsy because I, I wouldn't have said it was a memorable name. And I guess I'm locked in that way of thinking, but doesn't yeah. seem to be holding them down, holding no. them back. I mean, and we also get into it into the in the podcast. Mm. Yes, there is a a, a famous ish wrestler with that name. There's also another local act that has a very similar sounding yeah. name. Right. Um, so. I feel like we're trying to keep suspense going. I don't know why, but, um, but Yokozuna is, yeah. is is the name of our, our group's night, our um, guests, and these guys have been making a real sort of impact on the scene, uh, the music scene in the last couple of years at least. And, right. and it's um, you know they're set to do great things. They've just got some funding to do an album um, recording, and they've played all of the summer festivals that have just gone by. Yeah. For an instrumental band, predominantly instrumental band, that's yeah. a, that's no mean feat. But um, they're fascinating because they're they're really breaking the mold. Yeah, even just the fact that they've got a really weird name that goes against you know the sort of general like standard marketing thinking. Yeah, but it's working. Yeah. And, you know the fact that I don't maybe we don't need a singer. Yeah, you know, and the yeah. fact that one of the the first things he says is um, uh, when he's putting the band together is is is. Um, you know about admin what if we both share the load of admin then we'll have a good team yeah and that's something they talk about in the episode yeah and, that, and that's why we wanted to talk to them because they've got a very clear plan forward and right. and a great way of delegating duties but also um i mean everyone has the come off the stage moment and you sort of um do the autopsy if you like of yeah. what, what went wrong and what didn't but these guys take it to a whole different level yeah in that um it's not just glossed over right. you know oh well you know i had a technical issue there they go well you had a technical issue how do we stop that from happening again right Is, exactly. do we need to and, and there's no accusatory kind of you know you fucked up yeah and yeah. you could have ruined the show it's like hey we want to make the best show we can how do we there's problem solved. you know um so but more importantly so w- what name are you going to give to your kid we don't know <laughs> are you guys on the same page or are you is it like uh you both like opposite names for each other no Okay. No, we we are absolutely on the same page, right? With the with the, the way names, in fact, page, came up as an option. That's a nice name, but uh, no. Okay. <laughs> but because Jane has a friend called Page, right? So um, we, uh, but then that's the other thing that that factors into it. It's like oh, you know, we might come up with a name, then we go, well, I know someone who's named yeah. that, and they're a fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or um, you know, well, oh, but my friend's got a kid that's named that, or I had a dog as a child named Buster, or whatever, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> the friends with the kid with the same name—that's a funny one, eh? Because that's like a that's the, it's like a no-no. But yes. why? Yeah, maybe you should stop being friends with those people. Good point. And keep the name. Yeah, let's start cutting people out of our lives. What's more important, you know, having the right name for the kid or having that bullshit friend that doesn't say anything interesting anyway? And, and the other thing that, that I've, that's played into it too is the um, how does it kind of roll off the tongue with the last name, you know, with Kennedy? Yeah, yeah, right. And how does it lyrically sit? In a way, you know, yeah. like when you say it out loud, is it rhythmic or is it, you know? So, are you going for like a uh, a, a double three syllable? N- no, no. You going? For, are you going for like a one syllable? You'll have to wait and see. Maybe a two syllable. I think a two syllable. A two syllable. Yeah, I'm with a, with an emphasis on the first syllable. So it's like dun dun Kennedy. Dun dun. That's the, oh yeah. If yeah. it was if it was dun dun Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone would always be tripping over their mouth every time they said their name. But if uh, it was emphasis on the foot, so like, dun dun Kennedy. Now it's like now it's got a rhythm to it. Right. For a drummer's kid, that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. Or you could call or call the kid Paradiddle. <laughs> Go four syllable. Paradiddle Kennedy. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, right. I think we've gone down that far, far down that track. But we haven't actually named the guests. We've named the group that they're involved. Oh, right. Of course. In, yes. Um, and that they <laughs> they run um, Yokozuna. But the guests that the the people we talk to are the two. I guess you would call them the main guys. Um, uh, Swapnil Gomez uh, or Swap Gomez. Yeah. Uh, his name. He's um, originally uh, Bangladeshi. Mm-hmm. Um. But um, you know, grew up in New Zealand and um, Swap Gomez in its in itself is a great name. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and uh, and Campbell Duncan uh, or Cam Cam Duncan. Um, okay, name. Offside. Not not quite as good. Yeah, yeah. So, this sort of sounds like a lawyer, eh? <laughs> yeah, uh, Cam Duncan. <laughs> Cam Duncan and Associates. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, well, let's. Uh, this, this was a, a really interesting um, conversation. Again, uh, they all are. They seem to be getting more and more so. Yeah. And um, I think these guys would be great to get back in, say, a, a year and a half to yeah. two years, and just touch back to you know where they're at because I think they're going to do great things. Yeah, they're still on the upswing. I, yeah. I get that impression at least. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Let's do it. All right. Now let's do this. I might get you guys to introduce yourself. Um, so we've got Swap and Cam. Uh, so Swap, yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself. And uh, how did you, when did you start in the music scene? Uh, man, I started when I was, uh, I think my first gig was when I was 12. Uh, and I started playing with my dad. And that was like my first. Uh, my first... dad's a muso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. So that was my first like paid gig. Um yeah, twelve, and then and then just kept branching off from there. Just started playing with other people. My dad was like, uh, "Do you still want to play uh, this show?" And I was, <laughs> I got like bored, and I was like, he had these other guys that he was playing with, and those guys were calling me to play with their other uh, other groups and stuff. So um, <laughs> it just stemmed from there, man. I started meeting people like in, in such like different circumstances, you know, and then uh, yeah, somehow, some way, uh, just just kept playing with different people, and then. Um, Oh, I'm a drummer, by the way. If, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, so I was going to say, at 12, you can't really carry a drum kit around. You have to have your dad there, wouldn't you? Well, no, I, I, I didn't even... I, I didn't actually touch a drum kit until I was 14. Uh, oh, okay. Before that, I was playing uh, the, the Roland SPD pad. Uh, sorry, oh, the, oh, okay. Uh, it was called an Octopad, so you, you, yep. you'd, you'd just be... It's an electronic pad with drum sounds on it, and yep. then you just you just be like plugging it in. I, I don't even know how to plug it in. So, <laughs> so <laughs> someone older would look after me and be like, "Oh, you know, you okay?" And I was always looked after because I was the youngest. So like that, that always cater for me. Whenever they'd go drinking, they'd always leave me somewhere, so, like, <laughs> so I wouldn't see all of that. Right. Um, and then yeah, and then it just stemmed from there, like. Because how how long have those Octopad things been around? I've been using one maybe for about sort of eight years. But have they been around a lot longer than that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. The, the, the first ones came out, uh, I mean, from the 80s even, you know, like the wow, electronic, okay. uh, big, you know, oh, the, the syndrome. Yeah, yeah, the big, yeah. Uh, what do you call it? The stop Octo- sign, stop sign looking yeah. ones, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, those were, those were crazy, man. And then, um, then obviously got better and better. And now, now the sampling pads are, you can put anything on it. Those ones that I played, they were just preset um, oh, sounds. Oh, right, okay. Yep. So we'd have to go through, shift through like, um, all these different like patches just to find the right sound because I hear there's a, 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 um, a lot of drummers in like in third world countries like in India or whatever mm. they use that as a drum kit they just put it in a bag yeah and ride off on their scooter and go to a kit and they can do a whole set on that yeah so I used one I used to use one um, with Opshop when we were doing radio um, 
um, showcases. Yeah, yeah. Because you'd be in a room half the size of this <laughs> with a whole band, mm. and I just set it up with a, a laptop running um, Superior Drummer Two yeah. samples. Yeah, yeah. And it sounds amazing. Yeah. That's the same one you've used with me, right? Yeah, and we use it. Yeah, we use it, it a few times. A few times. Yeah, yeah. but I, and I still can't figure out how you can coordinate it. Yeah, I mean, oh, I mean it's everything's awful. so close together, and and yet you know yeah. it must be a completely f- different physical challenge, right? It's left hand. So like, um, I was even explaining this last last couple of weeks ago. Actually, is I don't know how to use a bass pedal. Right. So when I first came across, because I never actually paid attention to to a drum kit. Right. Like I used to just see it because you see drum kits from the front when you're an audience member. So when I yeah. used to be like young. Um, in situations like church or whatever you'd, you'd see drum kits but you'd never be able to go to the back and actually look at stuff sure yeah so i never knew how it worked i was like i don't know <laughs> like you know and then um it was left hand like you you play your bass drum with your yeah. left hand and yeah. then uh you play all the, the, all the other stuff yeah yeah and then uh, when it came to four-way coordination man that took me like a whole year to figure <laughs> out like because because i could do it i could understand like what the what it should sound like yeah. but having to play all of that with your feet now well, okay. it's just like a whole Are you self-taught? Thing. Yep. Right. When yeah. you play a full kit now, do you play left-handed? Uh, nah, no, no, I'm right-handed. You are right yeah, yeah, So you play right-handed. Yeah. So, but initially you would have been putting the snare on the right hand, right? Yeah. If you're playing the yeah, yeah, with snare the on the right hand. So, so you had to actually reverse. Yeah, yeah, fully. <laughs> right. I, had to, I, had to, I had to figure out that all my snare had to be with my left hand now. Yeah. And then, uh, it, th- I mean, that's cool as well because I can still do left-handed stuff some, sometimes, you know. And Probably um, promoted your coordination more, right? Or just made it, made or just me fucked have you to up, Carter. <laughs> like, <laughs> just made me have to go. Hold on, hold on, hold on, wait, wait, wait. But it was cool when I first. Uh, I I I can't even remember the first gig I did on a drum kit, but I just remember, um, really having to like focus, right, playing with my feet, you know. Yeah, and, uh, and but it, it it's all in that kind of you know getting into the whole rhythm world of rhythm and stuff like that it's yeah. it's always a challenge so and, and we'll talk about how you guys met and how you um came to form yokozuna but cam what was your start in the in the industry when did you decide that you wanted to, to do this i was a bit of a late bloomer um yeah i sort of all the way through school had no involvement in music whatsoever never picked up an instrument nothing <laughs> right um and then after i left school I sort of thought, yeah, I really like the idea of being in a band. Um, <laughs> <laughs> girls seem to dig musicians. So I was like, okay, how do, how do I do this? And then I figured out I figured out that you could sit in a room and be the guy that plays on the desk and do all the engineering side of things, and you don't actually have to do anything musical. <laughs> I mean, that, that I figured out pretty soon after that 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 was quite wrong. But, um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, initially... I um yeah I had I had no involvement during school and then um when I was like 17 started getting into engineering and doing a little a few little recordings and bits and pieces and um went through SAE and then yeah slowly sort of progressed through different studios and um cuz people say that the, that a good engineer that works closely with the band is like another member of the band you know their instrument is their is their desk kind of thing yeah. but for you guys it's actually that's even truer um, more so you know because you guys are the ones who run the band you're the ones who put it together you're doing all, all of the stuff working so closely knit but after you came out of SAE did you um what was your first kind of you know big gig in front of a with a live paying crowd uh for for a live a live gig oh man um, with this guy, with Nick Horhepper, that was one of my first. Was that one of your first? That was 
yeah, I think that was my first. That was your first live kick? I didn't but, tell you guys that. At no, the time. It's like, I've been doing this for ages. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I get a lot of that actually with our guests, just faking it until you make it. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. It Greg said the same thing. Yeah. Um, so did um, Dave Erringer and, um, I've done and, it. and Guy Massey. It's, you just hustle. Yeah. 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 I think it's just confidence. <laughs> no, um, a, good, a good friend of mine told me years earlier about something completely unrelated. I, I was making her some dinner. And um, I put it down in front of her and I was like, oh, you know, it might not be that good. And she's like, don't ever say that. No. She's like, you can't say that. Speak with confidence. And I'll, I never forgot it. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. And so now when I approach any situation, whether it's, um, it's tremendous. A, a gig, a gig for 50 anyone. people <laughs> or a gig for 20,000, like uh, you just got to approach it with confidence yeah. and get your balls and, out. And say there's, 20, <laughs> say there's 20 million people here. Like, yeah. <laughs> that do is the Trump thing. That is something that's installed in our culture a little bit though, isn't it? That self-deprecating function that we put into our sentences I, I consider it to be like a disclaimer right you know you you, yeah. you, you set it up to give yourself an out you know like yeah, yeah, here's yeah. the meal I go it might be a bit shit <laughs> yeah. or whatever and it's like if they go oh it's it's great you know I think no, thank you I think yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah but I mean if, if they don't like it it's like well I said it was a bitch yeah. you know? I, think yeah, that's, yeah. I think that's the, the Kiwi culture yeah. yeah it's definitely the Kiwi culture because I after you say I went to York Street and then after that I went to the UK mm. and I spent two years as an in-house engineer over there doing studio stuff great and um, during that time I met some pretty out there A&R guys and a few you know pretty wacko musicians yeah mm. and um, the yeah the way they approach situations is definitely not like the Kiwis right yeah. Right. Well, just yeah. with more confidence or, or uh, yeah. More. yeah, 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 yeah. Whether right. they had whether whether they could actually back up that confidence yeah. or not. Whereas yeah. I think yeah. with Kiwis they'll approach a situation, they're quite honest. They'll be like, Oh, I may not be the man for the job, but if you get someone over there or from the States, they'll come in and be like, Yeah, I'm the shit. I'm the man, <laughs> yeah. Book me. Yeah. But sometimes yeah. like honest is an interesting word to choose because in some ways you're saying that they're being more genuine, but there are elements in our industry that doesn't require honesty it requires just balls yeah. you know like like look think about some of the great performers out there in history michael jackson and prince and people like that i mean dead yeah they're all dead <laughs> yeah, just consider that they're all dead um but you know when they're on stage there must have been something in their brain that was irrational mm. but but that made them the best you know mm. that yeah. allowed them to get there you know yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so from that first gig you guys did together, is that you've been together ever since? Like a true love story? Love at first sight? <laughs> yeah. I, I actually didn't know that that was, his, that was your first... Um, it was like my first live gig, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I actually met Cam um, at SAE. We were doing... Uh, so the guy that we met through, was he was a singer-songwriter called Nick Hoeper. And um, we were uh, we were doing a session. Um, we were like 18 at the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Not long ago. <laughs> you, I mean, you guys look pretty young. You, you're in Man. your mid twenties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, that, well, that was ten years ago for me. Oh, I'm, I'm a bit older than him. Um, yeah. But and yeah. you look younger than him. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just just throwing shit in oh, there. Oh. Just stir up a, <laughs> just to start a some tension. You know. <laughs> oh man. Um, no, I, I met him. I met him as an as an intern. Oh, not a, not a, oh, an assistant. Sorry, um, an assistant for the session that we were doing. Right, and very hands on, very quiet, um, very. I'll do what you tell me to do. Yeah, and then uh, it was just like his progression was. Um, I think he just kept coming up to us and asking us if you if you if we had work. You know, um, so that, mm. that's probably how how we ended up working. And then uh, just like we said, like just real uh, asserting himself. 
as um, I'm keen and I'm ready to do this and I guess yeah. that, that plays on to the, from that from that conversation we were having before mm. being assertive is one thing but also being a good bugger and getting hired back is another thing yeah like Absolutely. if you're if yeah, you're yeah. assertive or you're uh, too cocky and you don't have the goods you quickly found out right and yep. then you don't yeah, get yeah. A, you don't yeah. get rehired like I've, I keep losing gigs all the time yeah <laughs> people find out how shit I am <laughs> but um, you know <laughs> but uh, so and so when did you start sort of formulating the idea for Yokozuna Oh, oh man uh, Only, what just over three years ago yeah 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 I, I, I've always wanted to play in in because I, I played with so many people growing up that I started learning heaps of stuff like just being around them yeah and this goes uh, musically I learned so much um, because it wasn't just uh, one genre that I was playing I was playing with so many different genres and bigger bands and maybe like um, down to three pieces or you know duo projects all sorts of stuff but I always wanted to be in a band where I could say that I'm not just a session musician or I, I, I don't just play for this guy. Right. Know? When people ask me, oh, I'm a drummer and stuff, and oh, yeah, I play for this guy. Um, yeah. It was always my dream. Like, ever since I was little, I grew up on a band called Dream Theater. Um, oh, yeah. With progressive, you know, I'm, I'm totally Prog metal, metal, metal yeah, through yeah. and through. So, right. um, yeah, I, I, basically, I just wanted to be in a band where everything was together you know like everyone everyone was together in it and we, we all fought for the same cause yeah it wasn't we fight for uh so say for example like rihanna you don't unless you're like a muso muso you, you have no idea who the musicians are you don't even right. notice them on stage and things like that so yeah i guess it's a little bit selfish but like um the the general idea was like i just want to be in my own thing and um mm. having having learned all that stuff that i was growing up with um especially around my dad and guys that were um that were hiring me um and the relationship that i had with cam it wasn't actually until i got i got a gig to open for skrillex in sydney and that was like that was that was one one of a really really cool gig Mm. i watched him from side stage and i was like this is uh it was called shore thing a festival in sydney and on bondi beach and it was like fifty thousand people in front of him and i was watching from side stage and i was like man this would be so cool if it was all live like right. live electronic music. And as soon as I got back to New Zealand, um, that was a New Year's gig. So that, that, that was my New Year's resolution is to actually start it and let's go. Like yeah, no, right. no more, no more, no more, um, uh, no more playing for people, no more, nothing. Just, just start your own project. Um, if it fails, it fails. Luckily Cam was back from the UK at that stage and we had kept in contact through, throughout that time. Mm. And, um, yeah, I just guess I knew that, like, you know, when you do start a band by yourself, you can't do it alone. And that's something that I learned. That's right. Um, Even solo artists can't do it alone. Yeah, yeah, it's got really hard. Yeah. And um, I watched people trying to make projects um, and, and fail based on the fact that they had to cover a lot of, like, the admin stuff and on, them, on themselves. So yeah. they ended up getting stressed out, man. And Cam was definitely my first choice to go to as, like, a, hey, dude you got this whole kind of broad knowledge and sound and if you if we were to meet halfway on the whole admin side would you be keen and the whole initial idea was to go in as an electronic band yeah like we were like yeah we're gonna be like you know hard out electronic stuff yeah and i was playing with, with the keyboardist frank um who was also into electronic music and he's a big dream theater fan like he grew up in dream theater as well and then we met the other two boys who were actually jazz school students at the time okay and our first our first the first time we got together and said okay let's let's see where it goes 
it didn't turn out to be an electronic thing at all. Right. And we came out with something so different and I was just like, (laughs) okay, this might be actually kind of cool. But um, that's how it kind of started. And then me and Cam kind of took the reins as like, um, let's just use everything that we learned from the last um, five years, six years that we've been you know, working for people, yeah, um, and just apply it into this one, into this one thing, and see where it goes. We actually we had no expectations. Coming so, out. what was the thing that made you think about the admin side of it to to actually bring that up as a part of the partnership? I mean, that's yeah. I think really impressive. I don't I don't think many musicians think about that stuff. <laughs> Watching <laughs> artists, man, right? Yeah, playing playing for artists because because as a, as a drummer or as a sound man, we used to just get the call and just be like. Hey, uh, this is the time of the gig. Be here. Here's the here's the deal with the, the gear or whatever. Um, here's a set list. Come and play. We'll have a beer after. See you later. You yeah, know, that was it. Yeah. Um, and we we would watch. I mean, I certainly definitely like everyone I played with. I was, uh, I guess, I was naturally observant mm. of of things around me. So I was like, wow, that's that's right. That's how it does this, and that's how it does that, and that's this is what you have to do to to kind of get out to here. Yeah. Um. And yeah, and, and management, I guess, was an important part of it. And uh, before even labeling it as a manager, because Cam had no prior um, managerial experience. Mm. Nada. <laughs> Zero. Zero. And, and seriously, man, like, we're still learning the ropes. Like, yeah. even now, yeah. we're still learning it. So, totally. Um, and yeah. it was just, it was just, it was really kind of like, and I did a uh, degree in communications from AUT. So I had all this kind of, um, marketing idea um as well so it was just i needed support you know i need i needed someone that i trusted and i needed someone that was um and me and cam had this really really good working um relationship and yeah from there was just i guess just watching people man watching people and watching people's failures as 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 bad Mm. as that sounds Mm. right Mm. Um, no no no, that makes sense yeah and a lot of people i i really you know are still like really good friends of mine um kind of observing them trying to do something and then it kind of Falters, right you know and um well it's about thinking forward rather than thinking back isn't it yeah and I, and I find a lot of people they go i want to start a band and kind of in their head they're trying to be the band that they grew up on mm. you know and they're trying to mm. emulate the whole thing yeah, yeah rather yeah. than thinking forward and you guys need yeah. to be nailing the modern musician scenario of i always think modern musicians need to be good at admin and good at sound engineering and good at music and <laughs> you seem to have like nailed all three of them it was yeah i guess um in, in saying that we're always open to the idea that any time being in the New Zealand in, like industry, um, any time it can fall. Sure. And that and it's happened. Like we, we've faced so many obstacles where we've just been like kind of shit faced. Like we've just been like, "Fuck, you know, this is what do we do?" Just sideswiped yeah. by something. And, and we're, we're all like, of us have, man. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it goes yeah. back to it goes back to what we're saying. Like you just got to take your balls out and just like you know yeah. have contingency plans right have um be be aware that people are out there to um people aren't always honest you know with yeah. you um which is shocking to learn sometimes isn't yeah it? especially if you're an honest guy yeah yeah, yeah yeah and um yeah so i mean we're always we're not like oh, okay this is working out um we've been very very privileged that it, it has worked out to a point where we're happy very very happy and very very dedicated to what we're doing right now yeah um, but we're always open up to the idea that it might fail. When I've talked to you about um, gigs and when we've, we've sort of you know had a one-on-one conversations about it, you're talking about when you guys come off stage and if something hasn't gone quite so well, yeah, you'll kind of try and nip it in the bud right there and then and go, hey, what? Let's figure out what went wrong there. Not just go, oh, it'll be okay next time, or we'll, yep. we'll catch that next time. No, mm-hmm. actually, what went wrong, and let's make sure we endeavour to not do that again. Yeah, we have kind of to. Shit. 
Do yeah. you want to tell them about what what happened on Saturday? <laughs> <laughs> so homegrown. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, so we're at homegrown. This one's good, man. We're about uh, we're about three songs in. Do you have to change any names? Um, of, no, no, no. no okay. It was it was it was. We don't even know whose fault it was. Okay, that's the no, thing. Basically, basically, we're on stage. Everything's going nice. The mix is sounding cool. Um, yeah, it's all going really well. And then we had a full stage power cut. Whoa! Everything, front of house, <laughs> side of stage, oh, shit. stage, everything. And was Gavin just... Gavin Downey running around in circles trying to? Was he there? Oh, he wasn't on our stage. He wasn't on your stage, yeah, right? Yeah. Gavin yeah. would have killed someone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, now now we uh, yeah basically I just watched all the lights on my desk. I was mixing out front. I just watched all the lights disappear. All the faders <laughs> just dropped down, and I just thought, oh, holy sh- holy Jesus! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. This shit happens. <laughs> yeah. And then um, a second later, you hear all the walkie-talkies start up, and everyone's going, shit, did you lose power? Did you lose power? Yep. Oh, okay, fuck. And then, um, to be honest, there was nothing we could do for about three minutes, and yeah. then it all sort of started up. And um, when it started back up, Ben got back on stage, and we just went with it. Um, I, t- yeah. I, was, I was like, what? Drum solo. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what do I even say? And then uh, I think I said... Sorry guys, we blew up the stage. Like <laughs> no, so the so the PA out front was still working, but the stage was off. Is that was no the, no, the no, no, PA, the PA came died as well. So, so you, you couldn't actually really talk to the crowd anyway. No, no. no right. I was the first one to actually get off stage, right? Because I was like, okay, we look so so stupid right now. Yeah, but yeah. it is it is something that um, we'd never ever faced before. I've never right. faced it in anything that I've in anything else that I've done. Um, yeah. So. That was that was also like you know th- those kind of things like you kind of have to be prepared for yeah, yeah. any possibility. And how do you yeah. get back into the groove after that? <laughs> are you are you worried now that the power's going to go out again when you start up again? And and how much of your set did you lose? Because you would have they wouldn't let you. Go it was, an, later, it was right? an hour yeah. set, and that was third song. And oh no! Uh, and you're yeah. out for how many minutes? It was about three minutes. Yeah. So, so you had to cut a song then, most likely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We, we had to cut. cut I think we had to cut two. I think yeah, cut oh, two. Yeah, shit. yeah. Oh, I've got a, a similar story about homegrown. Um, I'll tell you in a second, but you, because you, you guys have done a lot of festivals over summer, and you never get to sound check at these things, or hardly no. ever, unless you're a headline act, right? Mm-hmm. So with homegrown, you just you're basically just walking on, yeah. you know, hoping that nothing will go wrong. And um, so we were we were shooting a music video um, at one of the homegrowns, uh, our latest single at the time, and we'd planned that we'll play the song at the start of the at, of the set, and then at the end of the set. No one will notice, and and you know, and then they would have just gone. Oh, I love the song because I've heard it already today, but they yeah. wouldn't know. Um, but we had thirteen cameras there, ready to shoot. Wow! And I was playing to a backing track, you know, click track, so sync it to the video later. Yeah. And so you don't get you know your time to sound check, but it's all hands on deck between bands and the and the, and the crossover and the changeover. Ran on stage, put the um, whatever it was, I can't remember what we were using for backing tracks. Put it on the little stand there, ready to go. And the stage tech went to plug in the um, the the two leads for the for the main outs, and it just sparked as soon as it touched on something, <laughs> and it blew it up. Wow! <laughs> so we had no backing tracks, we had no um, no Th- click track, and here we were with thirteen cameras set up, ready to do a show do, to shoot a music video, in homegrown, yeah. in front of six thousand people, and that was one time where we just had to regroup and go. Look, there's nothing we can do about it. We're yeah. about to go on. We can't 
we, just, we can't replace it. We can't fuck around standing here wondering what happened. We just got to play the show. And the backing tracks would have been your tempo too. That's right. So now you had to guess. That's the tempo. exactly. That's exactly right. That's so the main syncing I issue. had to basically go off Matt's delay. <laughs> so he had a delay that was in time. Yeah. So I get him to hit the thing and say, so "That's the delay." Okay, cool. Oh nice. Know what that is? Yeah. And then I'll just stick to that and try and keep as close as I can to that throughout <laughs> the song. And so we did that, and it, it worked out fine. But those moments where you've just got to suck it up and just go. Were you communicating this on on stage in front of everybody? No. <laughs> okay. No. Yeah, we had we had to communicate while people were staring at us. So <laughs> yeah. that 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 was like that communicate was with each other. Yeah, because no, um, this was literally during the changeover. Yeah, <laughs> and then I saw all the lights on the thing the the thing go out. Yeah, and I and I went, hey guys, we've got an issue here. Right, <laughs> we're not going to be able to use backing tracks. Right, and once we realised that, okay, we're fucked in yeah, terms yeah, of yeah. trying to get the thing. But did, no, we started the gig on time and finished it. Yeah, I mean, every, everyone's going to have technical difficulties at some stage. Yeah. And I think the, the key for us is we just don't worry about them. No. Like, mm. You just got to roll with it. Yeah. And yep. if you start worrying about things like that, then... Well, yeah, if you let it... It takes away from everything else. Yeah, exactly. Mm. If you let it yeah. like flatten you, then you can't carry on with the show, you, you know, and it's too stressful a life, mm. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And so with, the, with all the festival gigs, how many did you do over summer? This summer just gone. <laughs> you did all of them, I think, didn't you? You did Splore? Yep. yep. You did uh, Homegrown. You did yep. um, Rhythm and Vines. Yep, that was cool. You did the one... Northern Bass. Yeah, right. Um, Sound Splash and Raglan was really cool. Right, yeah. okay. Um, next weekend, we're in... I was still going. Sun Waihe for Sundays. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's pretty much the last one for the summer for us. Right. So, once and the we music awards. That, or you played the music awards, or was it? Uh, I don't know. Uh, we played the Silver Scroll awards. Silver Scroll. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that was nice. Yeah, that was a cool venue. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> and, and and people, you seem to sort of start start blowing up around that time. There was a lot of you know you're in the musician mag, New Zealand musician magazine at the time, and there was a lot of people talking about you guys. And you seem to be getting on a bit of a roll now. So, what have you got? New music or a, a tour of your own in the works? Or yeah. Yeah, there's a lot that of stuff. <laughs> no, we we can talk about it. I mean, um, it's we got uh, full album album funding for our next album okay. from NZ on Air, which was um, fantastic. Which, yeah, awesome. I mean, and that that's saying something to I guess to to all the musicians here because we know exactly how hard it is to make music to self fund music in mm-hmm. New Zealand. Um, so I think what was real cool about that was when we submitted the application, we had to send in some tracks, like some demos. And we had these really, really rough cut demos, just instrumentals that we'd made. And um, we just sort of sent them in and we're like, look, we're an instrumental band. Check it out. This is what we do. And they go, yep, tick, boom, have mm. some money. So we're pretty happy with nice. that. It was kind of a nice little nice little pat on the back to say, okay, what you guys are doing is all right. Keep yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we were, um, I guess, coming back to like uh, that first kind of initial uh play together jam that we had mm. um we honestly didn't know what was going to happen like we had cam he was working in a studio so we knew that we had uh like available like like a studio available for us to record in mm. but we had no expectations whatsoever coming out and i was so happy that we didn't because if we had our expectations like here mm. we would have been so disappointed in that first year right like and we came out just going okay here's the music it's kind of really weird because it's like a really weird kind of um well, album describe it what 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 for people who don't know yokozuna if you had to sort of pigeonhole it what would, what would, how would you describe the music oh yeah we've been asked this one and, <laughs> and we had to come up with it um 
so there's heaps of like people don't really hear it but we definitely do is um, a lot of metal elements right um, because frank and i grew up on metal even kenji our guitarist he, he used to love joe satriani growing up um and that kind of virtuosic sort of playing mm-hmm. um and then there's elements of hip-hop which frank and i actually met through the hip-hop scene um i was playing for a um frank and i used to play for a band called smash proof which was um oh yeah the, the, they had the big single for a while with yeah Jim, brother, was it brother was yeah, it? yeah 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 mm. um that's where we met and uh and then after yeah so the other the other aspect would be electronic because we're using heaps of gear like um synthesizers and uh, i've got my roland and um we just started using triggers and things like that so uh yeah like electronic progressive hip-hop progressive you can teach me how to use the triggers because mine do not work really (laughs) (laughs) i can't get uh, they're always double triggering and kind of oh wow are they the roland ones the new roland yep yep yep. td30 whatever they are yeah i've only got only just got a kick kick one because okay. we um we used to use a live mic, um as a side a, chaining. Yeah, but oh. we used a vocal mic, and the vocal mic took in too much um I don't know like everything too much else. <laughs> frequency right. like it was so it was in my bass drum, so it was picking up everything, and yeah. we cracked the mic. Oh shit! Yeah. What? <laughs> really? <laughs> it couldn't handle it, man. Wow. My trigger keeps getting triggered by the bass, which is oh really? Know, so and then I don't know how to you know. Anyway, I'll, I'll talk to you about that offline. <laughs> yeah, because um, we kind of need it for the eighties band that we play in. <laughs> oh we, yeah, yeah. So that we can have a live kit because I'm, yeah. I'm using a Roland electronic kit. Oh yeah, yeah. So um, sort of electronic, a prog rock, metal slash yeah. I think fusion, jazz, I think progressive no? electronic hip hop. Yeah, Pro- yeah. I think the progressive. Electro- Hip hop, electronic. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I've been I've been recording and mixing this stuff for over three years, and I still don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> do Do you care what it what it's called? You know what I mean? Nah. Like, does, nah the, does, the, does the question irritate you when people ask? Nah, nah, nah. I mean, we 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 still can't name it, so no. it's um. I don't know. We don't we don't like to that's stick to thing, one. Though. We don't like course, to stick yeah, to one. Genre. Of course, that's a good thing. Yeah, it, it seems like way more creative to just. Put I think progressive your stuff together you know? saves our ass quite a bit. Yeah, <laughs> right, progressive right. can be anything really. Yeah, yeah. You know? so, <laughs> yeah. Like, um, so having that in there definitely helps. Yeah, yeah. but um, uh, the the artists that we get to work with that that's also um, that came from playing for other people. Right. So when we because you, you say instrumental, but you do have vocalists, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Heaps our, of features. Our, mm. our last EP was um, all vocalists. We had vocalists on every single track. Um, and the one before that was a mixture of instrumentals and vocalists. Mm. The next one is going to be exactly that mixture of instrumentals and vocalists. But um, very, very privileged to be working with those artists. And that, that also came from Cam working with artists, me working with artists, and right. those artists. We just kept a good relationship. Hey, we're doing this thing now. Would you want to jump on? Yeah, sweet. You know, like, nice. um, yeah, but that, uh, that also, I think if we were full instrumental, um, it would it'd take a lot more time for us to kind of flush out. Um, with the artists it definitely helps so mm. we're having them there collaborating with with them um, and also having a diverse like bunch of artists so we had um, people like uh, Pete Diggs from Shapeshifter all the way to Team Dynamite who are like a hip-hop um, MC duo yep um, our next one is even crazier like in terms of the diversity between the artists mm-hmm. and comes back to progressive we just say nah it's progressive man <laughs> but that's it like i mean um but how do you find that when it comes to like leading other musicians or having other musicians in the band and and or people working on in the studio like I, i've found in the past that uh, often when you're working with musicians some of them are, are so into their corner whatever mm. that corner is mm. and and like getting a jazz musician to play like a 
you know rocker or whatever right. can be challenging yeah so have, have you come up against that sort of thing I, I thought about this the other day we actually haven't eh no nah, we've been pretty lucky with it yeah yeah I mean it's all just a conversation really like mm, we, yeah. we have a good chat to the artist beforehand right and we give them quite a bit of time you know, sort of show them the track and like oh this is um, we'll give them a few pointers on what we're looking for yeah um, and we've had we've had a couple of instances in the past where we've had artists um, work on something and then we'll go back maybe two or three times until everyone's happy not just us not just them until <laughs> everyone's sort of happy so with it's a work true collaboration too. in that regard eh? yeah yeah and and also when we're doing it we're not really looking for you know for a top 40 hit we just yeah. we just <laughs> go yeah. let's make that, something cool so that gives you all that freedom to do what you want yeah it's mm. fantastic if it gets a bit weird and everyone's into it then we'll keep it right because <laughs> from a from an engineering point of view those genres for lack of a better term have their own sound Mm. Uh, you know standalone yeah so how do you mix that into literally mix that into your um your thinking or, or oh, your man. approach that's a big question <laughs> <laughs> we've got we've one. got all night <laughs> <laughs> um yeah we listen to a lot of references we have a lot right. a lot of reference material and before we make a record we all sort of we all have records that we're already listening to um and we go oh, i really like you know the the vibe from this record not just the sound we don't look at it and go i really like that kick sound it's right. also i really like how you know the the energy that the different parts give off rather yeah. than the the actual audible right. sound so you're not like, just thinking about your part you're thinking about the whole overall kind of yeah oh yeah absolutely. definitely yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. and every, every yeah. member in the band is doing that as they're creating and writing for their section everyone's looking at it and thinking how am i going to add to that overall yeah picture? yeah and that, that's that's definitely getting better um because uh kenji's our, the youngest in our band he's um he's 22 now he's crazy yeah, we met, him, we, we met him when he was 18 and um, that was another thing. Like, we were all at different levels in our, in our playing and stuff. So um, the one thing that definitely happened was me and Cam started sharing knowledge with, with some of the guys that were a bit younger. Yep. So Kenji was still in jazz school. He was still like second year when we started. And um, there was so much that he didn't know, like this industry stuff that we, we, we you know, we talk about. So we had to kind of get to that point, and um, it was like at the end of the day, it was like philosophy. Eh? Like we're not in it for ourselves; we're in it for for everyone to, to to grow. So, um, one one case in point would be the fact that I, I I can't record drums unless him and Frank are in 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 the room, telling me what to do, kind of thing. Like right. telling me like right. this sounds good, this sounds bad, this sounds good, and it's total like like. We never, we never have fights or anything like that, you know. Like so, it's progressive socialist hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right. But um, and 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 Frank helps me a lot. He he he's a kind of he's a electronic kind of freak. Um, he makes beats and things like that, and that's kind of a realm that I never really got into when I was younger. So we're always learning off each other. And Kenji's um, he's always listening to new stuff that I don't even know about. Right. And he'll turn me onto something and just be like, "Hey, listen to this." So, um, in order, like, when, when we when we say like, um, you know, bands kind of get too one sided or get too um, and directional, mm. um, having having that diversity and we're all from different cultures 
um, definitely keeps everything healthy. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I found. And it's something that we're really, I guess we're really, really, really blessed to have that. Because right. if that didn't happen, I don't think it would have been as successful as it's, as it's been. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And same as Cam, like I'll, I'll, I'll tell Cam like, yo, um, can we, he hates me because we end up comping <laughs> and I end up going, no, I want, I want that snare sound. Can you just duplicate that and put it here? Um, and, and we're very honest with, with, um, our approach to things. Like, I, I just feel like if we, if we can set like a, um, like a blueprint to make something work, mm. um, there's no reason why anyone else can't do it. And I'm guessing yeah. you guys clicked on that level right from the start. Yeah, yeah, we had yeah. to get that right right from the start because I yeah. knew that if we didn't get that right, it wouldn't have worked. Because it's important to be able to to drop your guard and and chase ideas and sometimes be wrong yeah. and you know, but not get in the way of each other. Yeah, mm. yeah, you, you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, like yeah. the number of times with with if you're working with the wrong person, mm. you ended up being like everyone's offended so quickly and, mm. and oh, everything goes personal. Yeah, and like yeah. I mean, stuff, we've, we've all been in studios, we've all recorded. Totally. I mean, it's, yeah. a, it's yeah. a very intimate moment you know it's very yeah. vulnerable it's like, uh, yeah, yeah. The cosmic womb of creative energy yeah. Yeah. yeah and if you feel <laughs> yeah. like if you're in that space though you feel like a couple, maybe one or two people are smirking or being a bit dismissive yeah. you tend to just shut down don't you yes yeah and then yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you just yeah. don't give out creatively right as yeah. you would yeah so. right and it sounds like you guys you know you've got this ethos that you want it to be as collaborative and creative as possible and you you mm. break those walls down as much as possible you talked about a blueprint what did you mean by that are you showing other people how to make this work this sort of socialist we'd approach love to man. <laughs> like yeah i mean i mean because when we when we did the new zealand musician magazine um they they kept asking us the same questions like because we, we to be honest we actually i've known frank for a while but um when yokozuna started was basically when we met uh jy and kenji you know, it was like straight away, we, we were in straight away. So it wasn't like we had all this like, you know, personal uh, growth with these guys and then and then started a band. Right. It was like mm-hmm. straight in. So we had to get to know them personally as well. You mm. know, and we're, we're still kind of learning Kenji. He's, he's, <laughs> he's a character. But um, He's our boy. <laughs> but I, I, that's that's all part of it. You know, that and, and we found that out. So when New Zealand musician asked us about, um, is it, how do you approach it? like because your sound is kind of like all over the show how do you approach it and and it was just like basically like diplomacy um just be really open and honest and we had to get i remember telling the boys about it when we were when we were um starting as like everything has to be transparent from here on in right if you don't like something about what i'm doing tell me man because i'll i'll, I'll try and fix it for the better of the band mm. um wow and i think it gets down to it really gets down to like just dropping your guard and your ego um, yeah everyone's got ego that that's that's not a lie like Fuck off yeah exactly <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and um man a lot of younger bands because kenji was quite younger we, we were playing with a lot of younger bands and um a lot of the like the K Road scene were, were were heaps of bands that were just coming up, yeah. And would talk to them, and they'd they'd give me scenarios of why they're not making music anymore, like oh this happened, or this happened, or this guy got too busy, or this guy wanted to do something else. And right. It just became kind of that. And hearing all these stories, I was like, you can actually make it work. Hmm. You can, um, but to identify those problems, right, is the hardest part. Yeah. And to and to try and get those um, flushed out. You know, so, and that requires you know you've got to be objective and you've got to be willing mm. to look at yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 a lot of people are uncomfortable with that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's funny because as soon as you take that part away, yeah, things work 
Yeah, and mm. and we we found found that out um, early on, you know. So right. if I could say to someone like just 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 drop that side of yourself and just see how you go, and yep. if it works, you know, um, sweet, hell yeah, because we we need more bands in New Zealand, you know, right. like we need we need more music and. It's such a healthy attitude because, like, what you're saying, other people's projects fall apart mm. often over stuff that's trivial. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. and clearly, they're not thinking the big picture. Mm. Maybe, maybe lose a couple of battles, but keep mm. the thing functioning. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, and now we're getting into more like, um, I guess, like, because I, I work in education, obviously. So, mm. um, now we're getting in more to like when we're talking about like we get gear talk a lot so a lot of people come up to us and go how do you how do you use this and what's that brand and this brand <laughs> so um i just finished doing a drum clinic the other day and um i i remember sitting there and just being like so nervous about it because it was a drum clinic you know mm-hmm. and i went in and i was like i this is the most comfortable i've ever been in any situation because i know those guys have actually got my back they're not there to prove themselves. Right. I'm not there to prove myself. I know these guys have got my back. So it, you know, without sounding like a bit too sappy, but like it, <laughs> it was, it was, I would have been so much more nervous if I was, if I was to go in and I barely, if, I know I knew that like, we, yeah, we're playing a band together, but mm. everyone's kind of in it for themselves. And you know, like right. I would have been so nervous going into that, but I knew that that wasn't the, the whole sort of, um, the idea behind it right. right so we did this clinic and um i came off and, and and we ended up um getting a lot of perks from it um in terms of gear and things like that so um i remember coming off and that was that was for us it was like um wow you know like if the fact that we can give back to three years of of what we've been working so hard to achieve um that that's if we could do that more we'd do it mm. yeah. Uh-huh. yeah because it's not hard Right, you know, it takes a lot of work, and um, um, the number one goal in our band is longevity. Yeah, that's the that's like keyword longevity. Um, but if yeah, if we can give back and tell tell people like these little things, mm. um, would be such a more thriving industry. Definitely, way more, yeah. way more. Yeah. And, and I feel and, like though there is like this uh, emerging supportive attitude that you know, like what you guys are talking about is really refreshing mm. and I mean I, and I'm wondering if you guys agree with me that it hasn't been so much like that necessarily in the past hell no man. in our culture here <laughs> we've met people I, I yeah. put that in a really nice way didn't it <laughs> didn't I I mean <laughs> it's fucking terrible a lot of the time yeah, but but yeah. now it seems to be that there's it's changing yeah do you find that yeah 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 we um uh Frank and I we host uh, some jam nights yep where musicians can just come play whereabouts uh we do it at Portland Public House oh, yeah. and at PSC mm-hmm. uh, Ponsonby Social Club so uh, the whole uh, this, this is also how um, Yokozuna started with, with Frank and I we were, we were playing up at Rakino's up on High Street oh is that guys still there joined? yeah no well, that's not there anymore not there, right um, we were one of the last acts to play there and then it right. shut down and I remember there was no covers there was no pre- rehearsals it was set up and just play whatever you want <laughs> it was really that just wow. all and, improv yeah all improv yeah. and um, we had some really good nights and we had some really crap nights but the bar <laughs> loved us yeah and then um, with these jam nights and then basically that started the, that whole jam mentality of you know um, just create bro like mm. don't worry about it and with these jam nights um, we still get musicians that come up so egoed out yeah you know mm. and and like they'll come up and and, and kind of like if I don't play well you know that's that's 
I'll definitely feel that from them. Right. You know? All right. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I stopped caring about that, that, that sort of stuff, you know? Mm. And they'll just come in and with, with this whole attitude that they're better. Um, that competitive thing. Eh? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I've always felt that's like completely wrong reason to play music. Exactly. Mm. It's not a, yeah. it's not sport. Yeah. You, yeah. But you've spent some time in the LA scene. How did you find it over there? Was it different, that collaborative um, vibe? The, the, the people that I know there are incredibly supportive. Yeah. Um, and of yeah, each other. Of each other, definitely. Yeah, yeah there's mm. just no flinching. Someone gets a good gig immediately. Congratulations. You know what I mean? It's just everyone's right behind each other. Mm. But there were a couple of um, clubs, like like um, jam places, you know, like the mm. baked, baked potato and places like that, mm. where they, are, they get a little bit like that now. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. a bit of a competition. I was yeah. there with a friend of mine, Matt Bizzle, and Odd. Yeah, yeah, Matt comes oh, and jams with us. Oh right, of course. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know. Yeah, and um, and so it was his first time at the baked potato, and he had his sax with right. him. And and he goes, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna get up and like, do it, man." Yeah. And he got up, and everybody else there was like they were racing each other. They were trying to outplay each mm. other, mm. and they were playing busy and complicated and modal and all right, this kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then there was this awkward moment where no one was cueing each other and no one was looking at each other. Everyone was looking mm. at their feet. Um, mm. And then this weird kind of silent, like quiet bit came in when no one was in front, but mm. no one was looking at each other. Mm. And I saw Matt kind of look around like, what's happening now? Right. And he stepped forward and he closed his eyes and he played melodic and spacious. Nice. Yeah, and yeah. he just blew the room away. Yeah. And then, wow. he, then he walked off the stage and put a sax in his case and bought a drink. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you nailed it. Yeah, you yeah, nailed yeah, the yeah. baked potato and he got the yeah. biggest applause. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, you know, that's like, class, you yeah. played, played music, yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, it's a kind of a mix over there. Anyway. But that, that's a, a vibe thing probably more than anything. People watching those guys look at their feet and not at each other. Yeah. They're getting the vibe and they're, you know, they're not, it's not, they're not feeling it. That's right. But he gets up there and it's sort of like a moment of clarity the way it, you described it. Yeah. It's like this breaking through the clouds kind of moment and... Uh, <laughs> But on that technical stuff, I mean, at NAM, at that music expo, it's just people shredding everywhere. Right. <laughs> Drummers, yeah. guitarists, bassists yeah, yeah, yeah. slapping. It gives you a fucking headache. You have yeah. to take airplanes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's mental. Drum, drum, fest, drum fest was a bit like that. <laughs> yeah. um, they had uh, like like boots open for um, for like the, the drum brands. Yeah. And they had like kids set up. And like, if it was like a, like a, like the, some of the older drummers, as soon as they sat down, it was just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And you imagine that on like. 20 kids 20 kids <laughs> and that was at the same time in a, in yeah. a, in a warehouse oh, and yeah. Yeah. I remember oh. it came down when we were doing the clinics but some kids were still going and I was like playing and I could hear them right. and then um, and then as soon as my clinic finished we had to go to explore but we we, we could have stayed there a bit longer but I, I had to get out of there I was like I can't take this man like it's just it's just buzzing all around but the, so. the, um, the guys with the, at Nam Dan um we were walking around and eventually at one point like why aren't these people playing with each other you know like mm. all these people right beside each other they could be jamming with each other yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's like they're determined to play their own thing right so yeah. one of the um, kind of coolest little musical experiences I had was in Brooklyn and I went into guitar centre and there was this big wall of amps mm. like down the middle of the room and I was looking at this guitar and the guy in the shop plugged me and said try it out mm. um, and so I was sitting there playing away and on the other side of the amp there was some other, someone else over there mm. and I can't remember if they were playing a bass or a guitar um, but they were, they were jamming and then I figured out what Kiwi they were in sort of playing along with yeah. them and then they obviously noticed that I did that so they started playing along with me and then we're sort of toing and froing and responding yeah, yeah, and yeah. we properly jamming right yeah, yeah. couldn't see them 
No idea who it was. <laughs> it was a really hot girl. She took her clothes off. Could have, and then well, came around the other side and then we just made sweet love. Could have been. Exactly. It sounds like a penthouse. No, but <laughs> it was actually we, we, a 300 we, pound real sweaty man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought it was even cooler than that because it got to the end of the jam and I unplugged the guitar and I left the store and never saw who it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's just not, that, an that anonymous tryst. Yeah. Like a glory hole. Yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> It's a glory hole, Bobby. <laughs> rumor, rumor has it it was Clapton. It's, it's what I heard. Yeah, yeah, it's totally. Uh, and you've met Clapton too. You worked with him, haven't you? Oh, I supported him. Yeah, right. Cool. Everyone supports him. He's a, he's a lovely guy. <laughs> um, so, and where to from here? Like you, you wanting to mentor young groups coming through. Have you got any kind of people that you're working with to to sort of put this blueprint over them, or you're just taking questions from people? No, I mean, we we are. Are you mentoring the next group of electronic prog satanists? No, what was it? Socialists. I think if if anyone came to us and asked for a bit of help, we'd probably say yes. Yeah, absolutely. Because because we had we had the same thing. Um, Yeah, you just have to ask. But there's there's we we were talking about this the other day. There's there's two differences. Um, The difference between being hungry and the difference between being thirsty. Interesting. Um, a thirsty person will come up to you and say, they won't say much. They'll just cut straight to the point. How'd you get that? Right. How'd you make it? How'd you, yeah. How'd you make it? Do you mean in a desperate kind of way? Yeah. Kind of. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It would it'd more be like, um, if they have one social interaction with you, mm. the next time they see you or something like that, or even the first time. So I've, I've had people come up to me the first time and go, Hey, I know, I know that you do the, the drummer for this. How'd you get to do that? Or how'd you get to right. do that? You know? Um, and in those situations, I don't necessarily answer, um, pro- like, I, I won't answer answer them because I know what, like, it's, it's, I just find it really kind of like, it's not how you do it. Like, no, you know, it's conf- confrontational. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's not really how you do it. So they won't necessarily get a straight answer from me, but, um, and it's sort of the, the, the taking, like, mm. tell me, it's give me the answer. accusatory yeah, in yeah, a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and case in point, man, um, Matt Bizzle. Yeah. Who comes he did out, it to you. No, 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 no. He, did, he did the complete opposite, man. Right. I've had, I've had um, discussions with Matt that's lasted for, you know, like hours, mm. you know, at jam nights. And, he, and he's very, very gracious. I really like Matt because he, um, yeah, right. he comes and plays with us, right? Mm-hmm. And I always tell him, like I said, don't, don't, don't worry about, you know, what we're thinking of. Because everyone, when they play with us, they always like, you can tell they're nervous and they'll look back at us. And and I always try and tell people that before they even get on, it's just don't even worry about anybody yeah. in this room. Just play whatever you want to play and don't worry, we will we'll, we'll, we'll be we, right we there. We got you. you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, even like last two weeks ago, I was with Matt. And um, then me and Matt will go into these dis- like discussions and he'd tell me how much he wants to be out there doing it. Mm. And I'd just tell him, straight up the hacks like straight up like yep. no no sugarcoating no nothing no trying to protect myself right you know just tell him straight up because so that's the hungry person that's the that's difference. the hungry person you know yeah. and he he took his time to talk to me and i i took my time because it wasn't just him learning from me i was learning from him as well you yeah. Know? yeah so it's it, that was that was interesting man because i was like and then thirsty person um they just want to get straight to the point. Mm. They just mm. want to go straight to the top without realizing how much work you have to without do. Without putting right. yeah, the yeah, work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's okay. just like, um, uh, yeah, so that, that's the difference. And um, But in, in saying that, uh, I mean, we're doing, we're starting to get now into like instructional videos mm-hmm. um, for like brands and things like that. Cool. 
and that's always cool because we get to share exactly how we do stuff and right. everything like that and and um we've got a drum thing that we're doing um uh with uh with OMAC, which is a great facility and great uh, a music and arts center, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> what a suck um, up. <laughs> it's coming up in May, isn't it? Is it? Oh, yeah. I should know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. May. it's May. Yeah. Um, and and for that one, uh, it, it, that's I wanted to do that differently to any other drum clinic where drummers get up and 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 play their absolute best, and they'll play um, and basically just talk all technical and stuff like that. Right. And I had this discussion with a, a good friend of mine, Tom Broom who's um oh yeah i know tom yeah and um he was with me at homegrown and um i just said to him i said man do do like present whatever you want to present Mm. but just be very real about how how guys like us in such a small industry with so little money got to keep drumming right you know that's the whole point of it Mm. like Mm. how 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 do we keep drumming because in in other countries like europe and america and stuff there's always work going because there's so many more people there's more venues there's all that Mm. here it's it's extremely difficult yeah. so that longevity of being a drummer for that long a lot of guys don't can't hack that you know i think yeah. that's really important to mm. be to be really forthcoming and mm. i mean we're we, we work in an industry that's always putting on a presentation and mm. wanting to come off as as like super amazing and everything's mm. excellent but to talk about the reality of it is of course mm. what we're trying to do on the podcast too is mm. actually enlightening it's actually you know opens yeah. the whole game up you know yeah, yeah sharing because yeah. a lot of people will keep those kind of like you say the hacks to themselves yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you want to let other people know about it because it's, it's more like the more it generates the mm. more there is out there for everybody you know right. it's yeah. not a, yeah, a zero sum yeah. game where if I have my thing here and it's taking away from you mm. there's only a little bit uh, to go around mm. no exponentially it it builds on itself the more you feed and the more you help each other that's right mm. and it's also liberating it lets you off the hook like all of us have shitty gigs and have moments where we question ourselves and that mm. sort of stuff and you find out that other people do as well you know, thank yeah. god for that yeah 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 you know yeah, definitely man yeah. never, never had a shitty gig <laughs> 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 waiting for him to say can't think of one yeah <laughs> so yeah. what you were saying before about you know you've had good advice and and you know good guidance along the way I mean mm. you clearly both seem like pretty intelligent guys who got some good you know really probably quite profound ideas especially for young dudes like where'd, where'd that come from like good parents or older brothers or like <laughs> just being in the game yeah like being uh, in the game from a young it. age yeah and being surrounded by dudes who had way more skills than you and wanting to be better than them yep. yeah <laughs> yeah and obviously talking a lot to each other as well yeah like mm-hmm. working yeah. stuff through yeah, yeah. I, my, my first studio gig was at york street and some of the first things that Jeremy got me to do was sweep up pigeon shit, and clean up, <laughs> clean up gutters, yeah. Um, yeah. make coffee. Obviously, and... making coffees and yeah. cleaning up. But at the same time, you get to be in the corner of the room and watch these these great musicians and great engineers mm. and producers do do their thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you get any entitlement kicked out of you? That's that a really process, old school way of, of approaching it. We we talked to um you know some producers about that in one yeah. of the podcasts earlier, and. Yeah, it really does suppress the ego, doesn't it? Because you're, hey, um, Cam, can you? I'll, I'll have a long black at any point in any moment of the day. Someone can ask you that, mm, and yeah. you, yep, cool. I'll go and get that for you, yep. as opposed to, oh, fuck. Well, that, that's my job. that's how I got my job in the UK. I was working at York Street with Greg Haver and Clint Murphy, Clint, right? Okay, and um, I put a coffee down in front of Greg, and he goes. Cam, you make great coffee. Do you want to come? <laughs> you want to come make coffee for me in the UK? 
<laughs> we all sort of we all sort of laughed, and then um, later that day, they actually sat me down and said, "No, serious, do you want to come to the UK?" Yeah. Was that to Wales, to Tetbury, or uh, to Tetbury? Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, and then um, yeah, six months later, I moved to the UK and worked wow. worked for them for two so you years. Were, was wow. it Modern World? Yeah, yeah. And you were at the same studio of two years. Yeah, under yeah, Clint yeah, uh, yeah, under Clint and Greg, yeah. Awesome. Wow. Yeah, so I sat for a long time just watching Clint, thinking how the hell he could move his left hand so quick while looking at the screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Bigger beats but, um, Murphy. But yeah, now nah, they he was Clint for me was a great mentor. Yeah. Um, about the technical side of things, and Greg was a great mentor as far as the psychological part of making music goes. Right. Right. Yeah, they're both okay. excellent mm. at what they do. Yeah, um, and how about your ideas about working together? You know, in in the band, I mean, some of your ideas are, are spot on. I just like I, I don't think I would have thought of half of that stuff. Well, there's no oh, LV man. for lead vocal syndrome for one. Yeah, so, <laughs> that is so um, true. About the lead vocal, <laughs> that is so true. That's genius. Not, I never thought of that. Not yeah. having a front man. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. To be honest, Bobby, I've never thought about. You've that. got a back man. <laughs> You're a guy. Says, but but the, the truth, the way I've always seen it, anyway, and it might be a bit egotistical, is that. The drummer is leading the band from the back. Normally, right, you're not. Yeah, you're like yeah. the conductor in the back, and you're kind of, you know, signaling when changes are coming, or mm. you're counting the band in, or you, you know, you're fucking things up in other ways. Mm. But um, generally, you tend people tend to look at you when when they're like, "Cue me, do something, show me what yeah. to do." And um, you're the loudest thing. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> you could go to a section, and everybody has to come with you. Yeah, because right. you're going to be louder than everyone else anyway. Um, I'm building up now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> It's a 64 bar build up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Follow me here, but um, but maybe that's it. You know, it's kind of there is no. It's sort of it sounds like you're leading the band or conducting the band, but everybody has a say, an equal kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, this 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 happened at Homegrown. Um, we were we were stressed out a bit after the power cut, right? And uh, there was a few miscues and stuff like that, and. Uh, <laughs> Our, our philosophy is don't kill each other because everything should everyone should know where everything is right <laughs> yeah and we practice that way we practice that way to to know where everything is um which we should point out is not the answer for all bands yeah yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> De- no, other bands should kill each other <laughs> and um, try it try it yeah, one day <laughs> <laughs> and the same way I, I the same way i learned um i i had i was very lucky to have mentors growing up um very open honest conversations um this is this is what it is this yeah. is how you deal with this and all of that um so i kind of see myself and cam kind of like we were saying before giving it off to the boys that are a bit younger than ben mm-hmm. and one thing i tell kenji is like um if you can take anything off my hands i'd appreciate that right you know so he was queuing and um right. and you know kenji's definitely coming up in that sense that he's it, there, there is no I guess there is no band leader you know because we're all just you know just helping each other making each other work harder yeah. um, and we're really honest with each other now you know like we just we right. just tell us like, what, what the fuck happened there yeah. you know <laughs> and how do we how do we end up you know going forward fixing that we have yeah. a debrief tomorrow actually um, but it, it's all about the, I, I guess at the end of the day it comes down to um, just the dedication aspect of it and mm-hmm. um what well, yeah I, like when i was when i was like um in the beginning i'd i'd be leading the charge quite a bit mm. and i'm it, it's it's so much refreshing that it's starting to move on to you know especially kenji being the youngest um 
he was telling us what to do at home going like right. he's like now yeah go yeah <laughs> and um and frank frank's frank's also the, also the same he's just um what does frank play he plays uh, keys all right yeah but he does all we don't have Is a bottom in from yeah, yeah so he plays all the all okay. the um uh, he plays bass plays these ridiculously uh hard bass lines with his left hand while playing these ridiculously hard keys lines with <laughs> right. his right hand <laughs> which are completely different rhythms and timings yeah. and syncopations yeah, wow. yeah but yeah, i mean pretty cool to watch we've just been i guess <laughs> we're at a point now where nothing's personal uh, and just call each other out for for this and that and yeah yep. um if i'm if i'm out frank will call me out you know and um yeah it's, it's kind of to that point now um, in the beginning, we were much more nicer about it. <laughs> like, right, yeah. Hey, man, um, you know, like just just for future reference, you know. But does that cause tension, or or is it all diffused away? Nah, that, knowing that's, that that's yeah. all done in the best intention. We want to make this yep. as good as yep, possible. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. it's healthier, don't you? Yeah. I mean, oh, if, everyone yeah. just knows what their position is, and everyone yeah. knows what they have to bring to the table. And also, if everyone knows that no one's actually trying to hurt each other. It's about the betterment yeah, exactly. of the project. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You and know. you've all got other skill sets that you bring along, because you're a filmmaker too, right? So you, yeah, you, you yeah, do yeah. the music video sides of things. Yeah. 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 So, so that, that's a, that's also like a big... Um, see, I wouldn't call it a burden. I'd call it like... A, An advantage. Just, yeah, 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 yeah. So um, you've got an engine. You've got well, to, you, you love got, doing it. Yeah, right? so... Yeah. We, uh, this or is, do I love doing it? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, th- this is also what happened when I was playing with other people is that I couldn't creatively put everything in one in one place. Um, so when this happened and I got the opportunity to put my um, everything I knew about, uh, you know, music marketing and things like that, um, my my major was creative industries. So we we did a case study on like uh, Sleeping Beauty. Right, how that never almost never got made because the animators were so tired, you know, and how they actually um, fostered that creativity to end up making Sleeping Beauty happen. Right, they took so it, heaps of drugs. Yeah. <laughs> is that true? No, I don't no, know. no, no, no. no. <laughs> it was it was really simple stuff, man. Like I, um, I think Walt Disney was a bit of a cokehead. Yeah, <laughs> allegedly. Um, that and uh, the the film side of things, are like to funnel it all into one place. Um, that was cool for me because I got to be as creative as possible. Yeah. And now uh, we're actually making a short film about the next album. And to me, I like, like, cause we're, we're focusing on the music side of things and that responsibility has, has now gone to cam. So I'm like, cam, all the ideas that you have, just send them to me and I'll, I'll, I'll direct it and make it happen. <laughs> but all the ideas, um, for this next short film, it's just, you know, we're collaborating collaborating on that as well. So right. it's like, like a making of film. No, no, no. A fiction it's, piece. No, oh, I don't know if we should give too much away. No, yeah, you like, don't want to tell it's anyone. It's a, it's yeah, it's a fiction piece. Yeah, okay, right. Yeah, it's yeah. all like, we need like, to know. Okay, <laughs> I've got several more questions, but I, think, <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a question. Through. Yeah, do you ever get confused with Yumi Zuma? Zuma? Yeah, yeah. right. All the time. So uh, we both started in the same year, yeah. around the same time. Because <laughs> I have really to say, weird. I have to admit that that happened to me quite a number of times. I was oh, like, Yokozuna right. or Yumi Zuma? What the? What is? What's what? Yeah. But that's a person, right? You, no, it's a band. It's a band. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. We got we right. got we got confused with them. Uh, me and Cam were mentoring at the museum, and there was a there was a like an electronic music. Um, you know the the new Volume. exhibition. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there was an electronic music wall, and it had Umizuma on it, and the person that was like uh, our tour guide or whatever, um, taking taking the mentees, and we we were with them, and she goes, 
actually, the guys from Umizuma are here today. Give it up for them. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and they're all just like, oh yeah, okay, whatever. We'll take that. Yeah. We'll take that. They're, um, they, they've had a lot more traction than us, so I don't think that they get confused. <laughs> nah, I don't, I don't right. think they do. But um, <laughs> but no. you guys are really blowing up at the moment. You like I say, you're doing all of the festivals and we've had yeah. a very good summer. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah <laughs> very busy. Yeah, yeah, but um. We should do a gig with them sometime, eh? Just, yeah. You know, Yumi be... and Yokozuna. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, and Yukon Era. Yukon Era. <laughs> There's another one called Yukon Era. Oh, they right. just played at Laneway. They're great, but both bands are really, really cool. Um, And yep. they're really different. It'd be weird if they were the same, the same kind Type of, of film genre and stuff. But, yeah. right. um, oh, I think, yeah, coming back to what you said, with everything that we're doing now, mm. um, in the famous words of Jay-Z, <laughs> okay it's always it's always on to the next one like right. on to the next one like what, what what comes after this what comes after this so right. um it's kind of like a good thing and a bad thing because i was watching a movie the other day um about uh savoring a moment kind of thing and for me i actually haven't done that quite like for example like all the stuff that we've been doing like it was my first time playing homegrown this weekend i didn't actually savor it you right. know what i mean yeah so, i know exactly yeah, what yeah. you mean so mm. everything's just like 100 miles per hour so i'm still finding that balance in myself like but um our, our minds are always just like forward whatever yeah you know and what we have to do to make that happen because often know. don't you don't really understand something until it's in the past eh? and you can look yeah. back on it and process it yeah, yeah i've been yeah. trying to do that i've been trying to learn that about how to be in the moment and actually think about it yeah I find myself doing that on stage a little bit these days just standing there looking <laughs> around like yeah i'm doing it yeah, so, yeah. You know, and maybe in 20 or 30 years i'll be remembering this going ah i can't yeah. do it anymore yeah you mm. know yeah yeah silver scrolls was a bit like that we were like um it was like the first time um, playing in front of a, the, the the industry room pretty right. much. Everyone was there. Uh, and that was funny because we, we, we played. We came off going, fuck, was that good? Because <laughs> we couldn't hear anything. And uh, then uh, then they put up the video. Like, Why are you, you talking to your sound pre- engineer? About well, no, he was front of house. Front of house. Front of house. Front of house was awesome. <laughs> um, and, and, the, and the live feed to, to YouTube was great. Um, okay. But your monitors weren't good. Well, I mean, it's no Be reflection because it was one of the top engineers in the <laughs> no, country. No, 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 it's, it's no reflection on. It. But um, no, I think it was the circumstances. Like we we had gear that wasn't very conventional. Um, right. Kenji's got a Kenji's got his main guitar, which goes through an amp, and then his MIDI guitar, which goes through the PA. Right. And then Frank's got both his bass and keys going through the PA. So we've only got one amp on stage, and then JY's got his saxophones. He's got two of them. Yep. Um, but they go into a DI. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> he has more pedals than our guitarist. So was it just a case of oh. they didn't know to put the MIDI guitar so much into the monitors or something? Like, what was the breakdown exactly? It, uh, oh, it's, it's we're still sussing that out. Like, right. We're we're still sussing out how to actually approach monitor engineers and tell them like this is this is what's happening. Yeah. Um, and everything we do is like sampled in in various sections. So mm. like, uh. One thing that I, I, I started talking about at the drum clinic was um, we never played a backing tracks. Right. So it's never like bang and you start a click track and it, and it ends three minutes later. Right. Um, so no backing tracks, but we sample everything. Like we, we did a cover of Thomas Oliver's song, uh-huh. um, If I Move to Mars, which was the winning, the, it, it, won, right. the it won, won the, the scroll. Yeah. Eh? Yeah. So um, we, we actually got a hold of his Which brought you a whole song. lot more attention as well. We didn't know who was going to win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we right. actually had no idea, man. Um, so oh, we, right. So you're the one who happened to be playing the song that won. Mm, so it's yeah. like, 
I never thought about that before. The silver, like the bands playing the songs, and sort of, I guess, hoping that they're playing the song that's going to win because it's going to give them attention. Mm. We, 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 what a weird behind yeah. the scenes dynamic. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know. We came off, and then um, they announced that we were the last act on, and then they announced it straight after us. Right, and I was like, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. And uh, Thomas was great, man. He he just gave us a big shout on on stage and stuff, and that was cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with the sampling thing. Uh, we just we, we kind of just sample as we go um, and we had his vocal stem so JY was just sampling all of his vocal stems as we're going yeah but if I don't hear that we'll be completely out <laughs> right <laughs> so we were I was using the force so much that night do you play to a click no nah. right no nah. I, I we we tried it in the very beginning yeah and I think uh, we had one show yeah and it just locked us in like into a grid in a bad way yeah, yeah, find yeah. It works. It works for many bands. Yeah, and um, I, I have nothing against clicks, but um, for us, it was just it was just so sterile. Like, right, we, we just had to play what you know exactly. How what it about was. in the studio? Do you use clicks? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So are the samples short enough that if you're a little bit out, with it, it's not there for long enough to be a problem. Is that how it works? Like or? a couple of beats, right? Oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so I, I do it as well That's on my SPD. Yeah. Um, so if we're playing, um. And if I'm if I'm dragging like a little bit, I can just pick up the next sample when I want. Oh, gotcha. Kind of you're triggering them. Yeah, right, so I'm triggering right. the samples as we're going. So it's it's um we'll never be out of time. Right. If, That's if, cool. if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 So um the SPD's the, great. The claim this what? We drag ever be out of time. We we drag and we play we, we, like straight up. We we um meaning that when it's you'll never, never you'll never get behind the click track. You'll never get behind the beat. Because you you start no 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 we we get behind the beat we get in for, like in front of the beat um, oh. openly saying that uh, but <laughs> I think if you're playing to yeah. a full backing track a whole full song backing yeah, track yeah. if you fall behind it becomes a noticeable lot more yeah. difficult to sort of pick yeah, it back yeah, up yeah. Mm. together and, um, as a group all together mm, yeah. definitely yeah. yeah and then as soon as you're you're triggering as you're going it's a bit harder to pick it up but we can tell I can tell when I'm back and when I'm forward it happens <laughs> yeah. every gig right but um yeah like it, it's, it's it's easier for for me to do that right because with a click tracker if, if I if I back up you can definitely tell <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah what about the songwriting process so how do you do you just get into a room and make noise together and then find bits that work or oh we had this really cool week away last year we went down to uh, Matarangi in the Coromandel oh, yeah. and um, just posted up in um, in a batch down there for a week and just moved all the furniture out of the lounge set up and we'd wake up sort of you know around nine-ish have a pretty lazy morning mm-hmm. just sit down at the instruments when we started you know feeling inspired <laughs> and uh we'd just jam just jam and i just had a bunch of mics around the room hit record and we walked around uh walked away with 36 hours of um <laughs> recorded material oh <laughs> Jesus. yeah oh so God. i was hoping how do you I was go hoping, through that it took a long time <laughs> yeah yeah i mean as we were recording i was making little markers through the session right. so we could go back and re recheck it out um, and there was that's seventy two albums. You can just put them all out, <laughs> cut them into half hour. Yeah, chunks. I mean, there's heaps of there's heaps out. of time where they'd just be jamming, or it'd be there'd be like you know half an hour where Frank's just going through patches and just finding a sound. Yeah, but um, yeah, I thought we'd walk away from that session with maybe you know ten, fifteen possible ideas. And after we cut it all down, there was um, a hundred and four demos. Holy wow. shit! Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. So it was uh, yeah, hundred and four different ideas. 
like ideas being they could be short segments or yeah it could whatever. be it could be 20 seconds of right. a little jam or 20 seconds of someone with a cool sound yep. or like some sort of cool beat um and did you do any kind of like put, you know putting these ideas together like a montage at all like oh that thing could go yeah. with that thing and yeah sort of build it that yeah. way yeah that's yeah we're much... still doing that right now yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it sounds like you'll yeah. be for a few years yeah <laughs> and, and will any of that end up on the record yeah uh yeah 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 we had to um we had to revamp our set for summer because some of our stuff was quite laid back. Right. Um, so obviously we knew that we we're playing at Rhythm and Vines and everyone there is going to be freaking pinging. Yeah. So <laughs> we we had uh, we added some like you know uh, more more aggressive things in our in our, in our thing. and th- those those actually came out from the sessions that we did mm. down in Coromandel. But um, now it's like Cam saying like uh, the the whole thing of connecting up ideas. Um, it's getting much more thoughtful now. Yeah, for us because we we actually before we were just like yeah let's just make whatever. Now we're kind of getting more thoughtful about okay what's the intention behind this or you know and getting I guess more. Is that from being on the road and, and actually thinking about the whole yeah the career arc if you like and how it's going to play out live and so on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, how much are the are the songs quite similar album to stage or do they change quite a lot? They change completely. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we don't play anything live that's been recorded as as it's recorded unless right. we have the artist with us yeah which sometimes um we do and if it's a gig just on our own um we do the exact same thing that we did with the thomas oliver song is we just end up remixing our own songs using the vocal stems yeah and sometimes the vocal stems don't sound like like the song at, at all but um interesting they're little easter eggs for us like <laughs> <laughs> but um no it, it, that's the only way we could do it yeah um because if we played the song exactly how it was and just uh, like we were saying like hit the click and the vocal sample went for for the whole track and we're just playing people would people would love to listen to it but they wouldn't want to see it on the right. stage because mm-hmm. it's just four musicians just playing yeah um yeah. and and you hear in this vocal and there's no singer you know so yeah. we had to figure that voices. out yeah <laughs> so um, you could mime it couldn't you <laughs> <laughs> For female singers, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, now we had to figure that one out. Um, and once we started remixing track, it just got more fun. Like, like whoa, we could do this with the the, the vocal sample, or repitch it to there. Or, yeah. You know, like that was always cool. Um, and we're still doing that. So you can react to the crowd a little bit more as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, and now JY is like MVP of the whole band. So he's playing sax. He's now got um, a bass. Uh, Korg, micro Korg, so oh, he yeah. plays all the bass parts. Um, does play- little lead melody lines. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Then he does samples with me, um, and he's got a voice transformer. So <laughs> we do a version of uh, Technologic by uh, Daft Punk. Oh yeah. And um, uh, you get, yeah, you guys probably heard that. Buy it, music, break it, fix mm-hmm. it. That one. So he's got a voice <laughs> transformer, and he's. <laughs> we made him learn all the lyrics because he, he wanted to sample it, and we we're like, nah, you've you've got this pedal it's going to look so awesome if you're up the front jumping around like actually saying it you know right. and it goes off every time um, because it, yeah we, we kind of forced him to, to learn the lyrics well, you're going to have an LV before you know it <laughs> and do you coordinate what's happening on stage like where each person is is there like sort of a choreography to it yeah yeah, or a lot of choreography I get, I get, uh, I get frustrated when when there's no symmetry <laughs> like when when, uh, when Frank's a bit more um like in stage and Jawa's a bit out and there's no symmetry on stage um (laughs) but that that's also something that's very hard 
being an instrumental band mm. because um, instrumental bands, I guess if you're not a musician, if you're just like a general music lover, um, it's it's harder to watch us when there's nothing in the front. Right. Um, it's really, it's it's something, you know, and um, yeah, when we have artists, it's, it, you know, all eyes on the artists and, and they're kind of following their role on stage with with us it was like how do we form for like how do we do a formation where we're kind of like yeah because kenji used to be in front of me and everyone would like look at kenji thinking that he's the front man i remember he had a mic in one of the gigs <laughs> and the the someone said what are you gonna sing <laughs> and all he said he was, it was just banter mic like how are you guys doing that was it it was just and they were just staring at him just like as if he's gonna sing something oh, yeah. so we started formulating that like okay move this one move this one but um we're still honestly working on it because yeah, sometimes yeah. it's a hit and miss. Like sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. So, um, but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, everyone, we, we we had this i this idea between us that um, I, every one of us needs to bring that front man um kind of vibe right to our playing. Because yeah. before, like if you watch some of our older videos, we look dead. Like <laughs> we look so musician, you know, like yeah. just like just playing our instruments and that was that Kenji was just like a stick playing Frank was like a tree um but now we, we it was just like uh, we we had to figure it out we were like I think we need to add some animation to our yeah. presence because it's just not working <laughs> people just get bored and the musos are like yeah man that was mean but the other people are just like I didn't really get Where's it your <laughs> what happened to your singer um so what what would you say if someone who was hungry came up to you one piece of advice that you've either learned from somewhere else or that you think is is great to impart to a, a, someone who's coming up through the ranks, just either like a a warning about the music industry or a, or a you know watch out for this or maybe if you did this you could achieve your goal there. Mm. What would be one piece of advice you'd give? Um, Keep creating and get out and play live. Just right. Yeah. Find a bar that has jam nights. Go along. Yeah. Just yeah. do yeah. your thing. Um, don't get up. Don't be intimidated. Yeah. That's probably the main thing. It goes right right back to that start. Just put some confidence in your voice. Yeah, yeah. And go yeah, and yeah, yeah. shake some guys' hands and say hello. Yeah. yeah. Say, saying hello yeah. works, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just saying hello and starting a conversation. Yeah. Um, awesome. If, if you go up to someone and, and ask for the hack straight away or you, you, you kind of... Um, I, I think doing something like that definitely t- says a lot about that person that, you know, they just didn't just to get yeah. something out of you. But we're not here to hurt each other you know like, right. so right. exactly that like just go just go and say hello to people you know if, if you dig someone genuinely then then tell them how much you dig the music yeah and it sounds like you're yeah. talking about genuine connections rather than yeah. people i mean there's different types of ambition isn't there mm. and mm. It, sometimes people can be a little too ambitious yeah 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 yeah, yeah. 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 and uh they just want the kind of the end in in result yeah um in a very fast way which uh things like uh, i think I think a lot of that sort of like um, it ends up being power tripped and people right. end up power tripping people and egos get involved it, it ends up being um, kind of like that X Factor talent talent show yep. environment where everything's like that's you know um, the judges are always going to have like this overseeing kind of thing over you yep. and you're never going to make it to my level so Ooh. we're going to keep you there and then it's, it's interesting man because the mythology of I'm never going to get there needs to stop right you know um and man and you know, that like we had this with musicians as well musicians that worship people as the as if they're gods mm. you know like man he's like a god man and i had to let go of that 
I had to let go of that fact that I thought everyone was a god. Because you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. everyone's this, like, we can achieve the exact same things that they can achieve. Right. Yep. Um, it just depends on that that worth ethic. That's right. That's all mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and when you meet some of these big, you know, famous people or whatever, yeah. or legendary people, yeah. you find that out. They're just char- they're just people. They're yeah. just dudes. Eh? They're just yeah. dudes, man. Yeah. Yeah. Just normal people. <laughs> yeah. I remember watching um, uh, the drummer auditions for Dream Theater. Uh, when when Mike Portnoy left, so Mike Portnoy was my god. Growing up as a teenager, I'll never make it to his level. He's always, you know, be wow. Yeah. And then uh, he left Dream Theater, and I ended up watching the drum auditions documentary that they did. And these were some of the best drummers out, like um, Virgil Donati and drummers would know. Yeah, Thomas Lang and these guys. Right. And you watch them in these auditions that, that they're so like us. Yeah. There's so any audition that you've been to, Bobby, like mm. or anything like that, it's the same, exactly the same thing. Right. Know? Um Virgil was a bit arrogant. He was like, yeah. I'm quietly confident. He didn't even get the gig. Yeah. Um <laughs> Mike Mangini went in there and he just played, man. Like you can see him playing, he just played with pure passion, you know. Yeah. Um Thomas Lang got a bit too technical, yeah. you know, and just little things like that, like um I think just being very honest. Yeah. About your approach. Definitely. Yeah. Who got the gig? Mike Mangini. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just went in and played. Yeah, went in and played. And then uh, Derek Roddy ended up complaining because in the documentary, uh, they forgot to... It was, a, it was a raw audio from the camera. So everyone else had like a proper studio recording of their audition, except for him. And he ended up going on a forum <laughs> and complaining about it. Um, and he didn't even get the gig either. And then... Uh, and then... Oh, and they all messed up. Right. They all messed up. Wow. You know? There's no God like... There's nothing. No, there's, there's, there's no one who's beyond mistakes. Yeah, 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 yeah. They all messed up. Like Achilles Priesto is a Brazilian metal drummer who who all the metal guys were like, oh, you know, like he's so great. And he is. He's, don't get me wrong, he's absolutely great. But yeah. he messed up so bad. Mm. And uh, the Dream Theater guys, uh, the Dream Theater guys made him feel so comfortable yeah. when he messed up, you know? <laughs> And you put that in any different scenario and you imagine some egoed up musician that makes you feel so bad because you messed up. That's right. Yeah. You know? And they may just, just made him feel so comfortable. So I, I learned heaps from that documentary, man. Because yeah. you're watching the guys that you grew up on in a very human kind of way. Right. Yeah. So Yeah. I, I remember yeah. standing side of stage watching uh, uh, a band that had Vinnie Carliuta and and working some stuff out of sound check yeah. and Vinny kept getting this thing wrong yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and watching because he's one of my favourite drummers right, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. like watching him fuck up mm. <laughs> and they're like no 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 you go to this bit and then you do that bit and like what uh, oh, let's try it again you know and it's the same thing yeah man you know everyone's just got there from hard work yeah. but we're all still human yeah yeah, 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 yeah. so where can people follow your guys' career from can that you've got a obviously you've got the Facebooks and the, all the other kind of channels Facebook and Instagram and uh YouTube's always good fun for us. We always post up a bunch and of stuff. And Yoko Zuna, no one else is going to have that handle, so people will be able to find you pretty easily. Uh, Yoko uh, hyphen yeah. Zuna. There's a uh, Mexican <laughs> metal band called Yoko Zuna. Oh, okay. Um, without the hyphen. So every now and then we get fan mail from Mexico. <laughs> Mexican <laughs> metal band. In, that sounds uh, awesome. Yeah. Or well, we get tagged in some gig in, in Mexico. Yeah. That happens <laughs> oh, okay. quite a bit. Yeah. Playing tonight is Yoko Zuna. <laughs> it's also hey, like what? a sumo wrestler, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So that actually swapped is the biggest wrestling fan in oh, the country. Is that so. where the name came from? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is it a sumo wrestler? Or is it another? No, no, no. Or it's, just it's, a, it's a, uh, he's a WWE wrestler. Ah, right. Yeah, so I'm... I'm so com- a fake wrestler. Yeah, like a fake right. wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> I'm completely into that. I actually, actually I'm, I'm subscribed to their network 
which uh, we I actually end up watching watching Bull, a bullshit today. Com? Right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh no, actually, someone uh, this don't tell me it's real. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's definitely not real. But um, I I don't watch matches. I I watch how they um formulate their stories. <laughs> right. Straight up. Straight up. Yeah. So. There's Honestly, this is a hack. This yeah. is a hack. Mm. So many marketing ideas in wrestling that you can apply to music. I'd believe that. Hack. How, how so? Yeah. Name one. They're, they're always reinventing. Right. Always, always reinventing. So one of them was when Hulk Hogan was was like... He'd be a good guy, then a bad guy. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. And right. um, wrestling is is the longest running episodic TV show of all time. Yeah, good um, point. And they're also, they're also very, very good at changing with the times. Right. Yeah, very, very good at changing the times because yeah, you, you watch when, you know, Hogan was there in the 80s to now they've got like these uh, Fruity Loop dudes, John Cena, and, and I don't know if you guys know them, but... Um, but Fruity Loop dudes. <laughs> I'm sure you say that to John Cena's face. <laughs> Fruity Loop. But um, yeah, man, there's, there's hacks, hacks that you can get from so many different places, but wrestling is, is one of my main, main kind of... I get so many ideas because I'm like, wow. And they're building characters right know? and um if you're if you're looking to branding and things like that and you, there's so many ideas that you yeah. can get from these different wrestling characters yeah um and they're just normal guys behind the scenes but then on stage they're like this whole flamboyant character and stuff and yeah and uh that makes a lot of sense i've always had this theory that that all the answers are out there mm. they just may be in, in another context mm. you know mm. and sometimes the best thing you can do is look com- somewhere completely different for yeah, idea, yeah 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 you know yeah, yeah. excellent all right. Hey, thanks, Cam, Cam and Swap for coming in and yeah, uh, talking awesome. to us. It's been really great. All good. And uh, all the best of luck for everything. Thank you very much. Yeah, we should touch, base you, touch base with you again soon. And, and that, yeah, um, that drum there. thing is, you're doing sounds awesome, man. I'll, I'll definitely uh, make sure I come along. Yeah, I'll mm. see you there. <laughs> Cheers, guys. We just want to thank uh, Swap and Cam for um, agreeing to do this and being our guests. Yeah. Keep, an, keep an ear out, keep an eye out for these guys. They also make, um, as mentioned, they make great music videos. Swap is a um, filmmaker as well. Yep. So look them up on YouTube. So thanks, guys. Yeah, go check out their music and, and share it around. Share, mm-hmm. share around the podcast and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, thanks for listening. Yeah, and uh, yeah, talk to talk to everyone. I, I just uh, incidentally ran into a guy in a bar the other night who who was a fan. Yeah, and um, so we're, they're starting the word's starting to get out there. But we would love for you to spread it more. He recognised your central voice, didn't he? Across the room, I think it was the flowing locks of here. <laughs> yeah, that did it. All right, thanks everyone. Ciao. Met who? <laughs> <laughs>